that this guy is stepping up to serve Jesus, yeah? And when you do that, it puts you in a place where you become a bit of a target. And this guy has had one or two challenges, right? Not giving anything away, but that's right. And the pair of you, we want to stand with you this morning. I just want to really pray encouragement and blessing upon Wes and Astrid in the name of Jesus. Let's just stretch our hands out to him, shall we? We prayed that God will bless what he's going to share with us. But Father, we thank you that, Lord, that whatever Lord is, is being brought to us this morning is, is on the back of some challenges and a tough week. He hasn't just swanned in here this morning with a nice little talk for us. I thank you, Lord, that he, Lord, is standing by your grace this morning, and we want to speak life in him and through him, that, Lord, that you will just speak to our hearts, Lord, and, and just bless Wes with a real anointing now. We thank you for him. We value him. We value him, and we value Astrid together and all that you are doing and are going to do in and through their lives. So, Wes, be anointed in Jesus' name. We stand with you, don't we? Yeah. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. Um, it's interesting you, you, you bring that up, Dave. I mean, isn't, even in the prayer request we have this morning, it's clear there's a lot of stuff going on. And, um, and I was, when I was praying during the worship, you know, like you look at people in the Bible, you look at like Paul, who was in prison writing letters to the church, and you have people like Joseph, who was put into slavery in all these bad situations, but God's hand was still on their life in those situations. And my prayer was that, um, that despite all the stuff that's happening, all the sickness and all the, all the family situations and the work and, the, and money issues, all those things, that actually that we can have a different perspective from God this morning to look past those things. Because actually, those things were opportunities to see God work. And I joke saying like the, praise, the prayer requests are the pre-praise reports, but it's true. And there, there's a real opportunity for God to work in these things, which is exciting. Um, and with that, there's all the good stuff as well like Samantha and James getting together. While, we're, while we were praying uh, for you, Astrid turned to me and she whispered and she went, she went, jam. Because James and Sam is jam. <laughs> so, it's truly been blessed by God that you have a name like that together. <laughs> Astrid, and I, Astrid and I are Westrid. It's not quite the same. It doesn't roll off the tongue the same. Or Sames is the way of saying it. Sames or, or jam. <clears throat> do you want me to do the talk? Yeah. Um, so, um, actually, it's interesting, um, and it's nice to give you a little bit of context to the, the word I want to share. And it was difficult preparing a word to share today, not because of stuff that Dave mentioned, but actually there's so many thoughts and things in, in my head and also in my heart at the same time, I couldn't quite put it in, onto paper or my phone. It's, my, it's the... 2019 version of paper it's a screen and um and I, and I find it really difficult to, to put it put into words because there's so many different things jingled up in my head and my heart at the moment when I spoke at life group like three weeks ago I was just excited and that you know I felt like um like a new Christian trying to say things and it was all trying to join up together and I didn't quite know how it was going to get there so what I've done is and this is completely transparency with you right now I've written down bullet points of all the things I wanted to say and I was praying to God that help me say it in a in a proper way <laughs> today because I just it genuinely and I felt at peace about that and I felt God actually said to me just go and speak because I have what I want to say but I don't know how to say it so let's just let's just go for it so if it's a little bit jingled then just uh, 
just, just allow me some, allow me some, jingle, is that a word? Jingle is a word. Just allow me that, afford me some grace in that, please, that'd be great. We're all on a journey. Um, and a few weeks ago, well, a few months ago, when I, when I last spoke, I, I talked about good works or good deeds. Because um, you'll remember that, don't you? Yeah, of course you do. It was a brilliant talk, I'm checking. But we're talking about good, good works. And in, in, that, in that passage, it says that faith without good works is dead. And it's saying we need to have good works in our faith, putting our faith into action, doing things. And actually, the good works that we do is a demonstration of Christ in us. That because we have Christ in us, we have his love in us, and we want that to overflow into what we do. And we want to support people and do things. Like the Red Box Project is a classic example of that. That's like a good work that's supporting young girls through a difficult time in their life and equipping them to not be, not be so difficult. So those kind of things, those good works. And then at the time before that, I spoke about when Jesus told his disciples that to follow him, you have to pick up, um, pick up the cross and follow him. To turn away from what they were doing, deny themselves all the things they want to do, um, and pick up the cross and follow Jesus. Like he, he, he picked up his cross, and he called us to pick up that cross as well. And I was just thinking about this, like there's all these things in the Bible that we read, and I find myself quite often, I have found myself over the past X amount of years been a bit of a chicken nugget Christian, where I got verse a day on my phone, so it comes up and I read it in the morning, um, and if I'm being lazy, that's my Bible reading for the day, which is terrible, isn't it? One verse. But the verse is always encouraging. There's always something really positive. And you read it and you go, mm, amen. My soul is nourished. My spirit's good. I'm going to go out and crack the day. But then if you take the time sometimes to read the whole chapter of that little nugget verse, there's some challenging stuff in there. There always is something in there. And like you read the peace of God that transcends all understanding, but you missed a bit before that it's by prayer and petition to God and you're on your knees asking God for forgiveness, on your knees asking God to help you and save you. That's when you have the peace of transcendent understanding. But the peace of transcendent understanding, the outcome is always easier than often the, the bit before it. And, um, and I've, I just, you know, I, I've been looking over some of the verses again, those chicken nugget verses and the things, and I've actually got, I'm starting to make, I've only got one verse, it's terrible, in here of called difficult passages, making notes on my phone, ones that I've read before, and I go, oh, I can't face that right now, I'll come back to it another time, because it's just too challenging, it's just too much, too, too inconvenient for me, do you know what I mean? And I was thinking, even thinking about sitting down here today, like, do you realize that sometimes we delay like a divine appointment or a divine calling on our life because it's too inconvenient for us? We treat the call of God like an inconvenience. Does that ever happen to any of you? Like I find it incon- like right, an example of inconvenience is I go and make a squash, right? I put some ice in it, I put a straw in it, I make it nice, cold water, put the cold water in. I have a little sip and I go, well, that's a good drink. I'm going to sit down and watch my show and I go, Astrid, do you want a drink when I'm up making this drink? And she'll be like, no, no, no. Okay, I'll go sit down. And she'll go, ooh, that drink looks really nice. And I've just sat down, you know, having a sip of my drink. I'm enjoying it. And she's like, oh, that looks really nice. I'm like, yeah, it is nice, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and she'll go, honestly, that looks really, um, do you know, that looks really lovely. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> can, I, can I have some? I'm like, no, you can't because I offered you. I offered you one. And she's like, can you make me one? Oh, that's an inconvenience. Yeah. Right, that's a, that is a d- definition of inconvenience, and that is a regular inconvenience I face. So, guys, that is going to be an inconvenience you guys are going to be facing. Um, oh, he shares it. Oh. 
Because you're not married yet. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Just give it five years. Yeah. Um, No, sorry, yeah. I'm sorry, it won't be that over your marriage. May you always be fed and watered, Sam, whenever you want it. But that's, that's an inconvenience. That's a genuine inconvenience. And, that, and like, but then when God says, oh, um, I want you to go and um, serve or cut the grass, as an example, this is a complete random example, cut the grass. And we treat that as a complete inconvenience in our life. Like, you feel that. And, and, you, and I've, talked, I've spoken to people before, and I was like, I feel like God's calling me to do this other thing in my job, but I've been doing my studying for this thing, and it's just really not my plan, or not my, and it's just too inconvenient to what I was doing. Not like the other thing was so great, or they're so passionate about it, but because their plan was something else. So God's plan ain't inconvenient. So when we go past the, the little chicken nugget verse in the Bible that's so encouraging and blessing, and those things are good, hear that? Those things are good, and God is good, and he does bless you, and he does give us things, but also... He does ask for some things from us. He asks us to pick up the cross and follow him. He didn't ask us just to take grace and crack on as we were beforehand. He asked us to turn from sin, not to take the grace and go back to sin. And I think that and with that, I mean, like we're always, sin is, is the reason why we, are, we needed grace from God is because sin and our hearts and everything, we're always going to fall short of the glory of God. But he asked us to turn from it. He didn't say just embrace it and accept it as how it's going to be. He's like, turn from sin and follow me. And sometimes, yeah, it's going to be inconvenient, but really it's a divine appointment. It's a divine calling on your life. It's quite a blessing. I'm just thinking about what next to say, sorry. And I think the, um, one of the things that really has been, been on my heart with all this stuff about actually reading those verses and actually believing the Bible says these things, I think it's very easy for us to be um, defined by culture. And so often you see culture impact how we read the Bible or how we adapt the Bible to fit in with our culture. Right? So some of those verses that are inconvenient, you could also say they're a little bit crazy because they're not what other people would do. It's not the normal thing to do, to do those things that God says to us. When God says, come and clean the church at 10 o'clock at night, when God says, tithe 10% of your income, the church, that's not the normal thing to do. If you spoke to someone who's not a follower of Christ, who doesn't have a relationship with God, and you tell them you give hundreds of pounds every single month to the church, they'll be like, why? Why would you do that? Because that's, that's your money. You earned that money. And sometimes culture is quite a dangerous thing, I think. And to be honest with you, culture impacts how I understand the Bible sometimes. I think part of my issue when I've read the Bible is that culture says that this is okay, but the Bible says actually this is not okay. And then I'm like, well, is it okay? Isn't it okay? I don't know what the right answer is. And I'm deciding to be obedient to what God says to us through the Bible. Because God speaks to us through his word in the Bible. God speaks to us through things he says in the Bible. And actually, that gives me a standing point to know where to, where to look at. Our culture changes so much. You look at the United Kingdom now to 10 years ago, the discussions we're having today, we would not be having 10 years ago. Culture moves drastically. 
but the Bible stays firm. And if we allow culture and our experience of what's around us define how and what we listen to in the Bible, then we're going to have a very difficult time really connecting with God because we're going to be missing lots of stuff for us. And it talks in the Bible, I won't read the verse, about a time when people have, will have their itching ears, will listen to, to, to speakers and theology that fits in with their lifestyle. Like, yeah, it's okay to to have sex before marriage. Yeah, it's okay to, to do this thing that you're doing, or it's okay to indulge in this thing that you're doing because, you know, the Bible's a bit outdated in that bit. If that bit's out, out of date, then is the rest of it out of date? Or do you just decide which bits are out of date depending on what you're doing in your life? So culture cannot define how we read the Bible. Culture cannot define how we read all those pieces. Now, culture's important, right? And, and we need to minister to people in a culture and be understanding to people in a culture, but when, it, when, when where the buck comes to it, when the buck stops, it stops with the Bible, in my opinion. Is that right? Tim, do you feel okay? Good. Just making sure. I didn't ask you beforehand, so I'll ask you now. And, um, but I think that, um, and, what, and what, it's, what it's come down to for, for me and some of the prevalent issues in today's society when we're looking at things and in our own lives and we're analyzing things and we read the Bible and we decide to listen to what the Bible is saying, sometimes I think it's all right to not always agree with God. I don't always read things and go, I wish sometimes the Bible says different things in the Bible, right? I wish it, wasn't, it didn't say certain things, but it does. And rather than just disagreeing and being disobedient, I'm deciding to disagree but be obedient anyway. I don't have to have full understanding of everything the Bible says in order for me to follow Christ. I don't have to have full understanding of everything. When you're reading the Bible and you read something and you go, wow, that is really difficult, do two things. One is talk to someone who you think will know what that means. And then two is then be obedient. Don't always Google it because you don't know what you're going to find. You do, you do find some questionable things on the internet when you Google these questions. But it's just, it's just so important. And I think that um, you know, we're never going to have a full understanding of what the Bible says about things, right? We're never going to have full understanding of what Christ says. I mean, you look at, um, you look at the culture, how much it's changed. You look at, in, in other cultures, even today, so 2019, some things that are completely illegal in our society are completely accepted in other societies because there's a massive cultural shift. And we'll look at that other society and we'll say, wow, you're wrong. You're so, like, ancient. How can you be so wrong? Your culture is so messed up. And they'll look at us and they'll think, wow, your culture's weird. Why is your culture so weird all the time? Why are, you, why are you doing these things? Why are you waiting for this until that happens and all this until that happens? Culture cannot define how we read those things in the Bible because that's going to define how we live our life. And, you know, sometimes the Bible is countercultural. So I'm just saying it because it's not an easy thing. And we live in a day and age with social media and everyone's got a voice and an opinion and everyone's got something they're saying to you, and they're saying, you should be doing this, and you shouldn't be doing that, and that's not right. And you, have, you are this, and you are that, but you're not this, and you're not that. And the internet tells us so much about who we are. I know it sounds like a proper... Oh, it, it, the internet impacts us massively. It's the way to go. If the Bible says, nah, then that's the way to go. So I think I would say it's okay to disagree, but it's not okay to be disobedient. So let's be obedient. We still have grace. Let's be obedient in grace. And I think that's with, um, 
you know, looking at these things, we, even when you read things about tithing and giving money and serving and doing all these things, this, you know, this is a very encouraging message, isn't it? Are you all feeling encouraged this morning? <laughs> but when we talk about tithing and giving and, and all these other things, you know, we're not just talking about tithing and giving to a faith challenge or giving to meet a need. We're not just talking about serving to meet a need. We need helpers for youth, which we need helpers for youth. And we need help us for all these things, which we do need help for. It's not about giving to the church and giving just out of need. It's about giving out of your relationship with God. It's about serving out of your relationship with God. It's about these things we read in the Bible aren't just for people on the leadership team. They're not just for people who are serving in ministries. not just for people in the Bible. Not just for the disciples. Not just for Paul or Joseph or anyone else in the Bible they read. Those things we read in the Bible aren't read there so we can go, look at how great they are, and I'm glad that they've done that. Those things in the Bible, so we can take them on board and we can live those things as well. So when we, when we give, I just encourage you, when the tithing comes around in the basket, give out of your relationship to God. Don't think about how much this needs or the amount of money this needs. Just think, what, what should I give? What is God leading me to give today? The Bible gives 10% as a base hold or, 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 a, or a bottom bottom mark but you can give you can give more than that if you want to or when you're thinking about serving and it's inconvenient for you and you're thinking oh and i'm not just saying serving at church i'm talking there's loads of things out there that need service they need support need resource need people to go and help rather than sitting there going oh i really haven't got the time let's give that time our relationship with god not just to a need but because we want to develop our relationship with god Can I get an amen? Thank you. That's very encouraging. So, um, I don't want to keep on talking and going around things in circles, but I just felt, you know, I'm stepping into, I'm the associate pastor at the moment, right? And over the next few years, I'll be stepping into, into a different role. And that stuff's exciting for me, right? I'm excited about that. But when I pray about the future of the church, and when I pray about the church now and where we are, I don't want to see a church that is just trying to meet the need and try and get to a point. Trying to do the minimum stuff we can do as, as a Christian and read the good verses and be nourished, but not actually go out of just putting a vending machine to God and pulling out those requests. I want to see a church that is, is serving out of a relationship for God. A church that is giving out of a relationship for God. I'm not just talking about just to the church. I'm talking about seeing everyone in this room. God has given you a divine calling over your life. Every single person in this room has a divine appointment, which may be inconvenient to your life, to what you want to happen. It may be inconvenient to what you're thinking about and feeling, but God has called every single one of us. And the thing that really excites me is not seeing a church that meets the need and just meets this point, is a church that is serving and giving out of a relationship with God and is growing and is growing and is growing. And I was praying this, when we're praying this morning, like, if the church didn't actually grow in number, that would be a little bit disappointing. Let's be honest, it would be disappointing. But if every single person in this room grew in their relationship with God, how exciting would that be? Do you know what I mean? How exciting would that be? And I, I, to be honest with you, I don't want to step, step into that next season of my life 
with a mentality that is saying, cool, so we need to do this much a month to get to this point, and we have been doing this, so this is the ministry that works, and, and these ministries we've been doing are the things that, that work, and, and this thing doesn't work, and, but, but it's fine, because we've always done that, so let's carry on doing what we've always done. But then let's do this. We need to be a church that is serving, giving, and living a relationship with God. I'm not saying that we're not now, but I know there is room for growth. In, in everyone's life here and in my life and, and in our life, I know there is room for growth in those things. So my ask, right, going into this next season is, one, can you please pray for me about certain things because it's going to be hard over the next couple of years. But two, and also going forward, onwards. But two, when we serve, let's serve in that relationship to God. Let's pick up our crosses. Let's be, we talk about not being an offendable church. Let's not be an offendable church. Say, I'm not offendable. Say it louder. Because if we're going to be a church that is growing in relationship with God, if we're going to be a church that is doing new things and trying new things, sometimes we'll have to stop doing other things to do the new thing. Because otherwise you're just doing lots of things not very well. And I did that personally in my life last year, and it didn't go great. Let's not do lots of things not very well, but let's do the things that we're, you know, if you're, if you're going to be serving in a ministry, let's just serve in that relationship with God. Let's go and do our utmost and very best. If we're going to go to work and you've got that thing, that person you want to talk to, go and serve in your relationship to God and go and speak to them. Go and be that person in their life that, you, that they need in their life. If God asks you to go and pray for someone on the street, go and pray for that person on the street. If God asks you to give 10 quid to someone who's sitting there, give that 10 quid to someone who's sitting there. If God asks you to do something crazy, do that something crazy. Let's grow in relationship to God together. Let's look past the encouragement in the Bible, the, just the encouraging bits, but let's look at what God asks of us because we have grace in our life. And we can stand on grace and we can proclaim grace and praise God for that grace. And we most certainly should do that. But we should most certainly should look at what God asks us to do as well. And those things that are challenging in our lives, some of those things when you read the Bible can look like such a mountain that we're never, ever going to climb it. Because we're all on a different stage of life. Everyone's on different points of life. I remember a talk that I, that I went to, to Audacious Church. This was like eight years ago when I was a teenager. And um, this lady, who's um, Sophie Barrett, Sophie Barrett, is that her name? Sophie Barrett did a talk about how she had this, like, she was was basically an insomniac for a period of time. And she said how she she was, like, six months, this whole whole period of life where she couldn't sleep, couldn't do all these things. And she talked about how hard it was. And she was still reading her Bible for, like, 20 minutes a day, half an hour a day. And I was already challenged, because half an hour a day... (laughs) Read the Bible for half an hour a day. What's that about? I was like 19. I was like, I can't read the Bible. But then she said, she said, half an hour a day is not enough. That's not enough. I need to be doing more. I need to be doing more for God. I need to be reading the Bible more. I need to be learning more. I need to be doing this. I need to be serving him. I need to be stepping out and doing these things. And I was like, that is far too challenging for a man like me. And I cannot even face that. That's an impossibility that I could never, ever, ever do. And that word has sat in my heart and nudged me, and I've pressed it down for eight years. I'm guessing there's people in here who have been Christians longer than I have who have words from when they were younger that have been sitting in their heart they've pressed down for X amount of years, and whenever someone talked about it in church, it niggles its way back up again, but you press it back down again. Was that just me? Can you say no, please? I'm again, I want to be encouraged. Is that just me? 
And I think that, that actually God has so much for us. He has so much for us. Like God is much more than a Sunday. God is so much more than meeting a need. God is so much more than being a little part of our life that, that, that supports us every now and then. It's a security blanket when we need it, and it's something good to talk about to our friends or makes us a rounded person. God is so much more than a little bit because God is everything. I'll give you, do you want, do you want a chicken nugget? I mean, is it heresy to talk about Bible verses, chicken nuggets? Good. <laughs> okay. Here's chicken nugget. This is verse of the day. It says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The world and all its people belong to him. That's Psalms 24.1. I read the whole chapter. There's actually nothing that challenging in that verse. It's just encouraging. So go and read Psalms 24 if you want some encouragement today. Go for it. But the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. We are the Lord's. This whole thing is the Lord's. Your time is the Lord's. Your money is the Lord's. Your empire, your family, your stress, your worry, everything we have belongs to God. But we treat God with like this much in our life. How often do we forget about God? My, my, one of my goals in life is to be able to be comfortable spending time with God longer than I can watch a film. Because it's always bugged me that I can watch a three, I can watch Lord of the Rings, yeah, in one go, and eat really bad food. But I could not sit there and pray to God for three hours. So I'll fall asleep, I'll get bored, I'll get distracted, and I'll get lost. And one of my goals in life, this is just a goal, and it's not like going to make me some super spiritual, I won't start floating off the ground or anything, but it's one thing in my life where I've got a mentality I want to change, but actually... Film is not more important than God. I could spend, why am I not, why am I not more excited to spend an hour and a half with God? Because I belong to him. We were singing that he's a good, good father. He's our father. We're his children. So there's so much more. There's so much more to give and so much more to have from God. So what I wanted to talk about today was how much more there is. That what's in the Bible isn't for somebody else. It's for you. What God's saying to you isn't for somebody else, it's to you. When God speaks, we best step up and serve. And if you, and you look at people like Paul in the Bible, you look at people like Joseph in the Bible, they are in bad situations. Like Joseph was a slave. He was a slave. He had no freedom, yet he was faithful and obedient to God. He didn't, he didn't say, he didn't, hadn't turned his back on God saying, well, you turned your back on me. I've not got the, the house that I wanted. I've not got the family I wanted. I've not got the power I wanted during those years as being a slave. But he still served God because he knew that it's not necessarily about the things that he has on this earth that define how much God loves him. He knew he served, served to serve God and he was obedient to God. And what happened was he became very powerful in the end and, and got to shove it in his brother's faces. But you look at Paul and he's in prison. Who's been in prison here? Actually, it's quite a cool question. Imagine you've been in prison, because I don't know, actually, the situation anyway, so, <laughs> apart from Dave, I know he had a little bit in there. But I know when I go through a bad time in my life, I sit there going, I'm like, oh, this is so rough. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I'm a little bit like a petulant child sometimes, and I throw my weight around, and I'll, and I'll stub my toe, and I go, oh, I stubbed my toe! Oh, it's the last thing I needed! Oh! 
life sucks. If I was in prison, oh my days, I would like, I, would, I don't know what I'd do. Do you know what I mean? But that's the kind of faith that God calls us to have. That's a promise, actually, that we're going to go through those times in the Bible, right? I said it before. There's a promise. There's going to be, so those people in those prayer, card, praise card, prayer cards this morning with sickness, with job stuff, with all these other things, you are in the thick of it and you're feeling it at the moment. And it's not always easy or great and lighthearted. But let me tell you something. God is in that situation. And God has so much more for you in that situation than right now. So I wanted to say, I wanted to speak today, and this is what came on my heart, was that we as a church need to be growing our relationship with God. We need to be looking at those verses that challenge us and ask ourselves, why are they challenging to us? Because I'm guessing it's speaking to something in your life that God wants you to maybe change. Or maybe do differently. Or maybe step out and step up and grow. So, um, I'm going to ask them, but can you do a, a song? Yeah, whatever, as the Lord leads. <laughs> and um, can, we get a, just a, can we get a quick round of applause for the worship team? Yeah. And, and t- talking about inconvenient, like, I remember a few years ago when... Um, when Ashley was trying to sing, and she used to sing like this on the microphone. Amazing grace, And then Karis used to stand there at the other end of the room going, I can't hear you, I can't hear you, because what she felt she was doing, what God had asked her to do, which was sing on the worship team, but it scared the life out of her to sing on the microphone. But she carried on pushing through and stepping up and stepping up. And wouldn't you agree she's got an amazing voice? And wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that she's an anointed worship leader when she worships? Yeah. Yes. I'm not just getting brownie points. I'm being, <laughs> I'm being serious. There is so much that God has for us. And over the next few years, I tell you what, I'm excited about stepping into, into ministry because I want to see everyone here grow, including myself. I want to see everyone here grow. I want to see us all face the difficult verses in the Bible and absolutely smash them out of the park. Because God won't ask too much of you. He will equip you and resource you and qualify you, enable you and walk with you on that journey. And I know that because he sent Jesus, who did it before us. He's already done it with his son. His son already walked the journey we're walking and he had a much tougher time than I'm having. So let's just, as we're going we're to worship God now, and we're gonna, I want this to be a personal time with you and God. A time when we're not just... And we need to ask God for things. Hear that. We need to ask God for things. I want a time of God where we just worship Him because He is the Lord of everything. And there is so much more than what's going on in front of you at this moment. There is so much more to be had in all of our lives. There is so much more. This is not everything. The stuff that you're struggling with, there is more than that. So let's just spend time not asking, but let's just spend time worshiping God and to spend that time in your personal relationship asking Him to grow you and worshipping. I'm going to hand over to the team now.
Yeah, Father, today we come to you, Lord. Help us move from the valley. Help us move, God, towards the mountaintop. Help us to grow in you, in all things, in all areas of our lives, Lord. Help us to get more of a relationship with you that takes us to a different place. Father, I pray for us as Horizon that we move, that we do not stay the same. We don't stagnate. And the way that we don't stagnate is by every one of us moving in relationship with you. And we pray today, Lord, whichever position we're in, whether we feel like we're in the valley, whether we feel like we're fighting a battle, or actually we're already feeling like we're on the mountaintop, Lord, take us and move us and grow us and grow us individually and grow us together. Lord, we pray this week that we will see breakthrough in people's lives. We pray that we will see breakthrough in situations. Lord, we pray for that spirit of abundance to be present in horizon. No more to just get by. That's not what your word says. It doesn't say be grateful for what the small things you have and just getting by. It says he's come to give us life and to give it to the full. So, Lord, I pray over Horizon and us as Horizon uh, people, Lord, that you will give us eyes to see abundance, that our lives in you are designed to be abundant, not just getting by, Father. And as we leave today, Lord, we pray for Wes and Astrid, Lord. Uh, We pray for Wes particularly as he stepped up to preach your word this morning, Lord. We pray for your protection on him, Father. We pray that you will be with him this week, that, Father, you will protect him from any attack from the enemy, Lord. Father, give him strength, give him sleep, give him rest and clarity of thought. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Tea and coffee, as usual, at the back. There is some fair share of food, as always. Uh, Say hi to some.